Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today, we have two more movies uh to talk about with you that are um on the on the track to possibly getting nominations i don't know we don't have a set list yet so we're just kind of we're just kind of covering them all um yeah we are talking about mank and malcolm and marie today two black and white movies with a lot of m's lots of m's <laughs> lots of m's. And, you guys uh, can tell we uh, we try to we try to put these together for a reason <laughs> I know, like, I feel, I feel like sometimes they're really random. Like, why do we put these two together? They're totally different. Um, these ones kind of had a through line, um, it, not just because of the black and whiteness of them. Um, yeah, I mean, both of them, both of them have to do with uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> movies and movie making and... Yeah, movies, movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd say they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just in, I don't know, just in, in very broad and vague themes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about Mank first? Because that one was the one I watched first. Yes, mine as well. So let's do that one first. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I have been listening to the podcast um uh, you must remember this, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. originally, you know, made and been produced by Karina Longworth, who is Ryan Johnson's wife. But she had mm, okay. started this podcast um, that it's all about the like tumultuous lives of celebrities in the 20th century. So it's like all about so many of these people in this movie, in Mank. Um, mm, okay. And okay. I re-listened to uh, the episode on um, William Randolph Hearst and Marion Davies before watching this movie. It was like the day of. Um, and it really did help me add some context to the situation. Um with William Randolph Hearst and everything. Um, yeah. And, but I had also heard a lot about, you know, the um, MGM guys and Universal and right. all, everything that's involved in this time. So I'm I'm very yes. much, like, happy that this movie was made because it f- feels very authentic to me, <laughs> as I use a line from... Malcolm and Marie, but that's how I'm going to describe this because that's how it feels. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's really great uh, timing to listen to that podcast. Um, I, I don't know if I just, 
never put two and two together, but until the very end of this movie, I did not know that this was about the making, the writing of Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it really is quite a dense movie, um, and there's so many references and things that it's really hard to, to I think, if, if you're not primed for it, like, I was ready to be paying attention to this and what I knew what it was about, so... I think yeah, if you're and I, not and I ready really for had that. No idea what this movie was even about. Like when yeah. I saw like the I, I never saw a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um I just saw a movie poster and that, you know, Gary Oldman was in it and it was on Netflix. Like that's really all I saw. I didn't look into the synopsis at all or the summary, so I really had I didn't even know what um what Gary Oldman's character's name was. I didn't even know that they, you know, called him Mank. Like it's just <laughs> I knew nothing about this movie before I yes. started. So it was uh it was it was a doozy for me to watch, like not really knowing what was happening until kind of like putting it all together at the very end. Um, Yeah. So what did you think? Because I have, I mean, I have like a pre like historical context involved with this movie. Not saying that I like, that means I totally liked it, but like I at least like knew what was going on. Like what it, what did you like this movie or did you like, were you intrigued by it? What, what was your thoughts? Um, um, I wasn't too thrilled that Lily Collins was in the movie. When I, when I saw her name, I was like, "Ugh, Lily Collins. Um, but, um, her character was fine. Like it, it, she ended up being fine. Um, I really liked how they really made her sound like, like, it really felt like you were watching a a movie from, from like this time period, like Mm -hmm. the way that it was shot. Like they, I don't know if they like put some sort of like sound or like a, filter of some sort like over lily collins voice they she... they recorded it in mono not in okay. stereo that's why it sounds like this. okay yeah okay so yeah I, I definitely noticed how they were talking and i was like this really feels like i'm watching an old movie right now mm-hmm. um so that was really cool i really liked that I, I mean i love the costumes and i um other than you know just i, I thought it was a little boring a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. um here and there <laughs> i thought it was and, also boring uh, yeah and not really you know when the when the script was like slowly being put together and like them reading it like Mm -hmm. again i fell asleep through all of citizen kane Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in um in study of film so i do not remember (laughs) this film at all um so i could because i'm pretty sure if they if when if they were like reading the script you probably would have picked up some things of like oh this is this is a line from, or, like, this is a story arc from, like, Citizen Kane, because they really go over the script a lot, and, like, they read a lot of it, and, you know, Gary Oldman's just sitting in bed, like, recuperating, um, and just speaking outwards towards Lily Collins, who's typing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think this movie would be very, um, fun to someone who remembers or, like, half enjoys Citizen Kane as a movie. Like, I, I think this could be a really fun movie for Citizen Kane lovers out there. Um, yeah. I would, I, I know that I've been talking about this and I know that I, I, I would like to rewatch Citizen Kane, actually give it a shot because I, again, fell asleep and I don't know anything about the movie. Yeah. Um, other than Rosebud <laughs> and the parrot. That's all, it's all I remember. Yes, the parrot that wakes everybody up. Yes, the parrot that wakes everyone up and, and the reference to Rosebud. Like, I do know what that reference means. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, other than that, nothing. Like, nothing. I, I didn't definitely... even know that Oscar Oscar Wilde, right, Oscar Wilde? 
No. Was um, the, not Oscar Wilde. What's his name? Uh, Oscar. What's the, what's the guy's uh, name? Oscar. Oscar Orson, Orson Welles. Welles. Sorry. Oh, Orson, yes, Orson Welles. Welles. There I, we go. You got it mixed up. Obviously, they both have O-W. Like, that's their. Yes, they both have O-W. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was f- fun, I guess. I probably wouldn't watch this movie again, but I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. That was good. Yeah, I also agree about the costumes. I thought they were exceptional. Um, a, a triumph, if you will. They were, they were incredible. You ha- to be able to capture the, the detail and the, the, different types of fabrics and details on those costumes were absolutely incredible. And in black and white, saying that and in black and white, I mean, that just makes it even better. It's like, you know, they're, they're noticeable and they're, they're really, really well done. Um, I also thought that the acting was pretty good, especially from, um, Amanda Seyfried, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. obviously Gary Oldman, he was very good. But, I mean, Amanda Seyfried was, like, such a humanizing figure to Marion Davies, who, in the podcast, they describe her as, um, although she was, like, the girlfriend of the much older William Randolph Hearst, um, yeah. she was respected as his wife, basically. And people thought she was just the coolest chick ever. Like, apparently she was just so sweet and, and, and fiery and just has, like, a like a personality that's so electric that mm-hmm. it made people fall in love with her instantly. And I, I could definitely see that with this character, too. Yeah. Um, which I thought was... It was fun. You know, I definitely want to watch maybe one of her films, Marion Davies' films, because... Just of how, uh, even even how much Amanda Seyfried made her seem so attractive. It, it, I'm sure that the original is, you know, amazing, so. Yeah. Um, I also really liked a lot of the kind of funny parts that happened in uh, this movie. Like, I really liked, uh, what was it? They were following... They were following one of the studio execs like through through the studio and he was just he was just ranting about something for oh, like yes, three that, minutes. Yes, that was um, um that was Louis B. Mayer. So he was talking yes. about his his company and how he's the one who you have to turn to for everything. Yeah, and so there was some kind of very like offhand like humor here and there that I mm-hmm. thought was uh was very uh very charming. Um, and I was comparing yeah. it a lot to Hail Caesar, which takes place mm. later um, than this movie, but still has that same um, production feeling. Obviously, the the big um, movie houses and and just like the whole facade of it all. Um, yeah, kind of like the corruption behind it, mm-hmm. possibly the. Um, because it, it really does bring up a lot of the political, um, like, political, like, hand they, they took in, in, like, stealing stealing the votes away, basically, from someone who was running for, for office. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an, an interesting and, aspect to this movie. 
Yeah, like, and then, yeah, that guy, like, directing that, that little uh, commercial or something, or a little short that they made, a little clip that they made of just people talking about this, this uh, candidate, and then basically almost, like, pretty much costing them the, the vote and, and just the, the aftermath of that. I thought that was very, like, they really dive deep into this era, and it really felt like we were stepping into like what was happening. We were kind of jumping around a lot. I did mm-hmm. like the little typewriters across the screen saying like, you know, mm-hmm. that this was a flashback, like telling you almost like a script, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, what what time, what what year or whatever, and then like what it was, which was a flashback. And I kind of liked that it kind of jumped around. It it definitely made it seem like, I don't know if, I can't remember if Hail Caesar had a, lot, a bunch of like flashbacks, but it kind of had like that corruption, mm-hmm. like seedy kind of, kind of like theme to it which yeah this this one does also have as well yeah um speaking of the the candidate who who's running for i guess governor in california um it it was sinclair who upton sinclair who had written something scathing about um hearst and therefore because hearst was that that's like part i think that's that's what i sussed out from this very complicated script that Hearst did not like the criticism that Sinclair um, very openly said about him and therefore he tried to convince all of the um, studios including Louis B. Mayer who seemed to be his good friend um, to Mm -hmm. go against this socialist candidate um, Sinclair who I don't know if you noticed but it was played by Bill Nye the Science Guy. I sure as fucking did. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that Bill Nye? I heard his voice and I was like, no. And then I kept watching and we only see the back of him, but then he kind of turns his head and I was like, oh, that's totally him. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple other people I noticed uh, in this. Uh, some some very. Um, so some other uh, Netflix Netflix series actors in the show. Did did you did you see them? Um, like a Tuppence Middleton. Yes. And Charles and then, Dance and Tom Burke. Uh, let's see. Was Charles Dance was William Randolph Hearst, an excellent W.R. I have to say. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And Tom Burke, who was in, um, he's been in a lot of. British period dramas and things, but we... Oh, yeah, he looks familiar. I really like him in Third Star, that movie with Benedict Cumberbatch and J.J. Yes. Field. Oh, that's right! Oh, Third Star! <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I love that movie. movie. And what other um, Yeah, Tuppence Middleton. Um, his name is... Tom Pelfrey, in... who played the yes. father! Yes, yes! Yes! I want to reveal what he was in. <laughs> yes. I'm, in... In, in, you say <laughs> Iron Fist. Yes, he Iron was in Iron Fist. Fist. God damn, I, probably probably one of the better oh. probably one of the better characters of Iron Fist. I will say, I, yeah, like his character was a hundred percent probably the best character in Iron Fist. I mean, I don't think there's the sister was pretty good too, but then at the end she oh, really yeah. swerved. So this guy is just. He, yeah, I agree. I was really excited to see him because I I like him as an actor, and I think he's yeah. he's really worth a lot more than Iron Fist. So I'm glad to be seeing him in um, in something like this. 
Yes, I'm, I'm glad he was able to get more work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also didn't mind seeing Lily Collins. You know, she's in a lot of British things. I mean, ev- every actor in this seemed to be British, let's be honest, but... Um, yeah. She, you know, she's, to me, she's pretty and she's a, she's not a bad actress. Um, but speaking of her there, somebody said that it was revealed that the Golden Globes, um, since Emily in Paris was nominated, I didn't watch it, but you did. Um, it's not very good. And the fact that it got nominated, everybody's like, what the fuck? Why? Apparently they- It got nominated? For best, um- comedy series i think or get out i'm not I'm, get the I'm fuck not out. kidding you i'm not kidding you and so apparently other amazing shows deserved it way more but i learned like yesterday or something that apparently the entire like many of the members of the golden globes the i don't i think it's the hollywood foreign press or something i think it's them yeah they there's only like 86 members and most of them are white and male. Like nobody's actually, there's like no black people in that at all. And they flew a lot of them over to the filming of Emily in Paris when it was like, they were at some like really fancy hotel. Yeah. And they like put them up and, you know, gave them food from like the fanciest restaurants around and showed them around the set. And that's the reason why it ended up getting nominated. Are you serious? I'm serious. And I was like, this is a clear reason. Like, it makes no sense. And it's just like, why do we care what, like, 86 old people think? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what do they know? I mean, that they're from the industry, but it's like... Why does that even matter? You know, like I, you know, I. That just shows. That just shows that these that these award shows like need to be. They need to be like rethought out. Like the what whatever whatever is here is isn't whatever's currently going on is not working. They're all about money. It's like it's but it's always been that way. You know, it's the same thing with the Oscars too. If you don't do things right, you're not going to get picked up for the Oscars. You have to like do the press. And it's it, no one likes doing the press. <laughs> so it's like, no, no one does. Anyway, um, this movie certainly will get some nominations at the Oscars. Um, it's at least for costuming um, or the score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know maybe even best screenplay because the screenplay was also pretty good. Um, it was written by David Fincher's father, Jack Fincher. I saw the name. I was like, I was like, oh, Fincher. I was like, I wonder if there's a relation. <laughs> and I think he had written it, you know, a long time ago. And yeah, he wanted to make this movie for his dad. Um, and I, I can see that as well. And so I, I see a lot of the, the good things about this movie. But there are some, like, not as good things. Like, it was a little bit boring. And it's a little bit dense. And it's like, you know... Why should we care about this man? Like, why does he matter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just because he wrote, you know, a, a movie that has that has a 100 Metascore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is one why, of... Why else should we care about this man? <laughs> but, like, I get it, you know, like... 
It's it's about history. It's yeah. about it's it's about it's about the movies. You know, you you know that the Oscars love love movies about themselves because they're all you know award award people love love movies about their industry and um, stuff like that. So I mean, this this uh, this cuts it. This it, cuts it. It definitely does. Um, any uh, anything else you got to say about this? Um. Not really. I really wish I had more to say, but I just, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I, I liked Fincher's direction. I, I thought the screenplay was good. It's just, again, it's a little bit dense. Like, it's a, it's. Yeah. Yeah, very dense. And. <laughs> you know, it's, it's and... like, it's, it's what he wanted to make. And you know what? I, I see that as a Fincher film. A lot of Fincher films are like this. They kind of just keep going and it just keeps getting more and more dense. <laughs> That's a lot of Fincher films. So yeah. 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 What was the last, what was the last David Fincher movie that I watched? Was it probably like, let's see. Was it, was it Gone Girl? Was it the last one? I've, oh no. Wait. Yeah. Maybe it was Gone Girl. Such a good movie. I I do really like Fincher. You know, he's he's a good director. (laughs) I I remember I remember his his films kind of being like suspenseful, and I and I remember being a little bit like during the during the the uh, what was it called? Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. no, not girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, it it was in Mank. It was the it was the night that they were that they were picking. Um, the the election that they were picking the governor. Oh um, yes, and he was like drunk. That scene was uh-huh. was very suspenseful with the guy with the with he the gun. Like, bet like twenty five thousand um, dollars or something that his candidate would win. Oh, that too. Yes, is that what oh you're talking gosh. about, or a different one? That yes, that and and the guy with the gun at the at the studio oh. who like, felt bad for making for making that. Ir- that yes, uh, Irving that Thalberg. Yes. 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 Yeah. Irving, um, I, he's, he actually was in, um, in one of the Young Indiana Jones episodes that, that, you know, when he's on the movie set, the very last episode of Young Indiana Jones, he's like the young guy that, um, befriends Indy and helps him get that Mexican prince guy or the, the Italian Guide to Mexico. Um, oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's like a young Irving Thalberg. What? <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's, that is quite the connection. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, there are so many different threads going on in my brain right now because I've been listening to this. You must remember this podcast. I mean, it's really hard for me to remember all the stuff, but I'm just learning about all these movie stars that I didn't know existed and people who are in the industry. And it's just, just the the cultural context that I've been completely just absorbing for the past year. It's it's. It's just changing my view about film in general, and I, I, I just, I wish I could, could like relay more information from memory, but it's just kind of like imprinting in my brain. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty sure. wild, dude. Like I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, 
All right, let's take a look at these uh, plot keywords here. Yeah. Uh, we got 1930s, 1940s, screenwriter, alcoholic, Los Angeles, California. Mm, that's the movie right there. there Citizen Kane that... should have been in there, like Citizen Kane movie. Yeah, or like something. reference to Citizen Kane or something. <laughs> like there should have yeah. definitely been something. Let's see. There's got to be one in here. I'm sure there's one in here. <laughs> Um, like, no. I thought that the Orson Welles was really excellent. Um, just uh, Tom Burke as Orson Welles, like, that guy, what a, what a pushy guy. Like, he just was... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were pushy in this movie. I thought that was true. really funny. Like, with yeah. the, well, the... the the writers, the when all the writers were in that room and yeah, making just, it up as they were going along. <laughs> yes, making it up as they were going along. That was so really enjoyable. Funny. I'm glad that that was the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, pretty God. funny. They're all like very egotistical. Their yes. personalities are like exactly the way that you would think them to be. Um, as people who would get to this point in show business and just like the the ego and the powerful mania, which I'll talk about in Malcolm and Marie too. I mean, yeah. Okay, so this got a seventy nine meta score. Yes, the Guardian gave it a one hundred. I mean, wow. They said addictive romantic drama mixing sentimentality with pure rapture. Really? That, I mean, I didn't get that at all. I mean, I feel like... That just seems a little a little. That much. seems a little seems... dramatic, don't you think? It's a little dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a fun movie and everything, but... Um, I wouldn't call it romantic. I mean, I, I guess it would be romantic and, like, romanticizing... Right? Yeah. I kind of like the USA Today one. Uh, they gave it an 88. It said, a wonderful throwback about a flawed figure who took on a hostile era in Hollywood with choice words and major chutzpah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll read the, the IGN one. The reclamation project known as Mank falls short. Even with showy performances from Oldman and Seyfried, and its beautiful craft, the film lacks heart, because underneath the wisecracks and drunken debauchery, in the face of a sweeping political narrative, there's scarcely an impression of the man. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think there is an impression of the man, but it's, I agree, like, it, he, he's not as, to me, a sympathetic character in, in a, like, in the ways that he was probably meant to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, and maybe, and maybe we just need, I, I also just felt like we were seeing a lot of the same scenes with him and not really, like, growing, it was just, there was a lot of world building, like, just a ton. I and... think Up Rocks really just explains it pretty well, if you want to read that. Oh, sure. So Up Rocks gave it a 60. Um, It's an admirable effort. It's just a beautiful thing to look at, and the whole and the whole endeavor is such a touching tribute from Fincher to his father. But in the end, I found myself more interested in the behind-the-scenes shenanigans that led to the creation of perhaps the greatest movie of all time, as opposed to Mank, the human being. And Mank focuses much more on the latter. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Any anything uh, conjure up some thoughts from you on that one? 
<sighs> no. Okay. No, apparently I was I'm I'm too dense for this dense movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's no, not. No, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know, I know. We're gonna, I guess we should just move on to the um, comparatively less dense movie, Malcolm and Marie. Um, yes. Uh, which I just watched, like, like an hour ago. Okay. I think I watched this uh, yesterday. No. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, I think. No, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know anymore. Yesterday um, was Monday. Yesterday was Monday. But did I watch it Monday? I don't think so. I think I watched it Sunday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got um very, very simple movie. It kind of, it kind of reminded me, but like only, only very slightly um of like uh with all the talking, it made me think of the, the before the before movies, before Sunrise, mm-hmm. just, just because there was a ton of talking, mm-hmm. just like a lot of mm-hmm. talking. Um, and it kind of takes place in, in not like in, in one spot. I know that in before, in the before series, they're kind of like walking around or doing whatever, but um, this, this just takes place in a house. Mm-hmm. Um, very simple. It seemed like a play to me, which I think it, it, does it, I, I don't know. Kimmy was looking at articles, and they were they were they were saying a lot of um, comparisons to uh, what's it called? Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf or something, which is a play, mm-hmm. which which I'd heard of, but I don't think I've ever seen like a movie adaptation or anything like that mm-hmm. about about that play. Yeah, I think there is one, um, but I haven't seen it. So we got. Um, we got this couple. Yep. Um, wow, the cast only has two people on it. Makes it a lot easier for us. And, and... It makes it very easy. Yeah. Uh, we've got Malcolm and we've got Marie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are coming back from a premiere. Uh, Malcolm, uh, John David Washington's character, Malcolm, is a director and he had a premiere for his first directorial debut of a movie. Um, and, uh, they're just kind of, they're, they're talking about it when they come back. They're like, um, it's like one in the morning or something (laughs) and they're coming back and just, they have a lot of conversations about the movie and about themselves as a couple and just lots of, lots of arguing and talking and, and, and realizations. Um, yep. It was very eye opening. Um, um, yeah, like the, I think the addressing the whole idea that it's like a play, I, I agree with you, but to me, this is not something that could be a play and it's mostly because of the content of the movie. Yeah. I think that when you're discussing film as like the central, like, focus of one of the characters yeah Yeah, it's in both of them like it's the centerpiece of the movie is talking about movies and film and this film that he's made and i just don't think that you can make a drama like a theater piece that would accurately portray what you're trying to say while also making a movie like it, it needs to be a movie because that he's critiquing film as he's as he's talking about it 
That's yeah. that's the ideal of this movie, that it would be, like, something that you're kind of like, oh, look, they're talking about movies, and they're right. in a movie, and it's, it's, a, yeah. it's meta, and it's cool, you know, but it's like, I don't, I think... Okay, <laughs> that wouldn't translate very well to, yeah. to, to the stage. Yeah, but, like, it is something that definitely feels like a film student's first draft of something. Like, okay. that's what this movie feels like to me. Because I felt like it was a roller coaster from start to finish of me liking it, disliking it, liking it, disliking it, pretty much the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would... I would also agree. It was, like, some of the stuff they would say, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, sure, whatever. And then there was some other stuff that they would, that would feel a bit more meaningful to me. I don't know. There just felt like there was a lot of, some of the talk, like, some of the long conversations they had, I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't really need to listen to this. But then there would be another conversation that they would have that was, like, a bit more, I don't know, I, I, I felt more. Like, I was kind of just sitting watching this. It, it's like, it's like watching a it's like watching a couple fight in public. It's like you want to watch, yeah. but you're also just kind of like embarrassed and ashamed and you feel guilty that you're like <laughs> looking in on these people's lives. <laughs> yeah. I think the casting, you go into this with, with your notions already. And so you have to be ready to see Zendaya as somebody who is like a fully formed adult. And it's it's quite difficult to to get that into your brain. Like, you, you want that to be true. Like, you want her to be seen as something other than just, like, a young girl. Um, yeah. And so, like, yeah. she's got this kind of background that she's... Like, it's revealed that she's the, the reason he wrote a movie about an addict. And, you know, when, by the time she was 20, she was already strung up on drugs, and then she got, she got clean. And it's only been a few yeah. years since then. And he wrote a movie about it. And it's like, you're explaining this to the people watching the movie as if, like, trying to build the world around them. A little forcefully, I, I would say, in a lot of, like, monologues and things. Um, in conversations about their unhappiness with the situation. Right. And I just, like, I think it's, like... It's it's intriguing, and like I said, like, there were things I liked about it, but I think, like, the whole thing is kind of, like, a meh to me. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of seemed like they were, it was, it was really interesting how, like, as, as each, as each conversation kind of played out, I was kind of swapping sides, kind of like Marriage Story mm, yes, in a way. Yes, it really like, it was reminded like, me of that as well. It's, yeah, yes. you're just you're 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 taking you're taking both of their sides. Like we, we have no idea. Like we kind of learn a, along the way where these people came from, because um, of how they they use it to to get back at each other. Like um, like the movie kind of starts off their their first kind of fight um, that they have is like, um, what was it? Malcolm uncovers that Marie is a little annoyed that that he, he didn't, didn't thank, thank her, her in his in his thank you speech. Which is, like, um, fucked up, man. Like, I would be mad, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it, it definitely seems like something you shouldn't forget. Yeah. Or just, or just something you make sure that you mention. <laughs> uh, it's, like, 
Um, yeah. Especially if this person, like, has, like, just been with you and so supported you, like, the whole way um, with making this film. Um, and then, you know, it kind of delves a little deeper into their relationship. Like, she kind of says, um, or, or just into the, well, okay. So, do we just want to break this down by fight? Or do we just want to, <laughs> just want to talk about it as a whole? I mean, like, if you want to bring up certain fights, I'm going to know which one you're talking about. Because they, they're all, like, basically comprised of individual monologues. Right, right. Um, so let's see. Let's talk about, like, the kind of the first, the first uh, rant that Malcolm goes on about, about the movie critics. Um, mm-hmm. About movie critics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was a little hard for me to follow. I, I kind of zoned in and out here and there. <laughs> but, um... But apparently, uh, this movie got a lot of criticisms for like because because of how much it bashed movie critics. Um, well, yeah, a little bit. I which mean, I mean, I, yeah, I sure, get it. whatever. <laughs> I I understand. Sure, whatever. But critics critics need to be need to be brought down a peg or two sometimes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a little forceful to me. Like I think the director. Um, Sam Levinson, this is his, like, gripes. Like, this is what he thinks, you know? Mm, okay. I, I think it's, it's a little bit difficult for me to watch this movie and not see Sam Levinson, like, be the voice of this movie through two okay. black actors. Not saying that Zendaya and John David Washington, like, didn't help produce the film and uh, make it what it was, but... There's just, there's a lot of, like, things about it that make me feel like this white guy was like, let's input my ideas about film into this movie because it's my movie and I'm going to do what I want. You know, it's just like, but that's like, you you know, it just, it's kind of got that vibe to me and it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to separate the the maker from the, the film in this, you know? Yeah, it. I definitely felt like some of the some of the monologues that were said felt a little um uh what is it like detached like not yeah. like uh, in the moment like they were very yes. wordy as well everything in yes. this movie could have been said in half the words even less than half the words it could have been as neat and tidy as marriage story which used very few words to get across very deep things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. So wordy, like, and just, like, lots of fluff. Like, I'm just like, okay. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. Is... Uh, yeah. But, Could be like, a bit... some, some stuff was good. Like, some performances were really good. Y- you know, but... Yeah, I really liked... Uh, <laughs> so, some of the... Some of the stuff I did like was kind of when they were getting more into their... Like, I could really care less about the movie and, and like, the critic part. I really kind of, like, liked it when they delved into their relationship. Like, when she was talking about, like, um, you know, your your character was obviously based off of me. Mm-hmm. And then when, when Malcolm kind of goes into, like, yeah, this part was you, this part was someone else, yep. this part was someone All else. All the girlfriends and, and she... Yeah, like, getting it... Like, I really liked that mm-hmm. one. I liked that one um, as well. Mm-hmm. Like in the bathtub, like that one, um, that was a really good scene. And then, um, yeah, Zendaya. I also, do, I also just really liked when when you know Zendaya was feeling bad because you know she like I also I liked how they kind of took the time to let the characters sit uh-huh. with what they talked about because they would they would 
they would spew what they wanted to spew, and then they would kind of sit and think about it for a little bit, and then kind of think of a rebuttal. I also felt like <laughs> yeah. this this fight, like I feel like it, a re- a real fight, like possibly. And I'm not speaking from experience, but this just felt like this went on for way too long. I felt like it would have gotten cut off at some point. Like they would have just, you know, save it for tomorrow, or you know. D- we're just like the fact that they kept coming up with other things to fight about. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, they're like, unhappy. This, this... You know, it's like yeah, they're deeply unhappy. Definitely felt and, that. Yeah, and you could you could yeah. really you could feel the tension between them. But I, I don't know. Like I feel like I couldn't feel. I don't know. Like the chemistry. I, was... di- I didn't feel the love. Yeah. I felt I felt the tension, but I didn't feel the love. I think because um, she was so checked out from the beginning, like. Zendaya being, like, completely, like, at the very beginning of the movie, her eyes are, like, half open with these heavy eyelashes, and she's just, like, not, she's not taking it, and she's not happy. And so you have that as the beginning, and you're, like, you don't believe her in the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, she, she's very over it. Yeah, she's yeah. very over it right when you start, and, and even when he tries to say something, like, like, I know you're mad, why don't you just say it? And she's like, let's just talk about it tomorrow. Like, like from the very beginning, she's like, I don't want to get into it. And then... And then the fact that someone who, like, she says, it's late, I want to go to sleep, like, and then the fact that, a, like, a, an hour and a half fight becomes of this was <laughs> just a little, a little much, a little bit. Yeah. I, I just thought that, again, I just thought it was a little bit too wordy. Like, I, I think it's, it should have been workshopped more, this, this screenplay. It should have been pared down and simplified. And I'm not saying, like, super simple, but, like, clean it up. Like, it it, it was too much, like, intellectual spewing for me. And, like, the emotional scenes, yeah. like, would get really good because the actors were really good at, like, doing their own monologues. But then, to me, their dialogue was not good. Like, I think the way that they were talking to each other was, like, not realistic and... and that's what would take me out of it. I think, like, I'd get into it with these fun monologues and they would, you know, get to do their thing and show their their acting chops and then they would discuss something and it would feel, it would feel tacky and, like, gluey and not right, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that. I felt, I felt that way a couple of times. Um. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I did enjoy them, like, hashing out things and I, I... Yeah, but, like, the, the more simpler stuff, like, well, they didn't get so, like, movie technical or movie smart, they just were talking, like, like, even when she was getting back at him about, like, you don't, it, it, I think it was more in the beginning, she was, like, um, uh, what was it, she was saying, like, you, you went to college, Malcolm, like, mm-hmm. you, you had a family who, who supported you and, you know, did this, like, like, don't even begin to feel like you understand <laughs> or something, or, like, yeah, I don't know, it, it was, like, they 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 really they really dug it, and then when Zendaya was doing the um 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 her her audition, I, I used oh, air quotes uh, right there that I knew instantly. She she brought the knife over there, and I was like, oh, she's faking this. Like I thought that in my head, and it turned out to be right. And I was like, of course it's right. Like she's what is this? This is a monologue. This is like a stage performance. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. I was I was I, I was about ready for her to for her to slash him. I was like, okay, no, <laughs> oh, I fucking, is this movie going this way? I fucking knew. I did not. I did not buy it for <laughs> one second. And I can't. And I, I thought that was 
cheesy. I thought it was cheesy to put the, that scene in this movie. Like, I, you know, <laughs> just the, I, <laughs> and yeah, I feel, yeah. I mean, the whole movie is kind of like also John David Washington's character being the egocentric filmmaker, right? That's his character. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. And he's no more yeah. than that. That's it. And it's like, he tells Zendaya, I supported you, this and that. I did this for you when you were mellowed out. And I don't, like, believe him. Like, he seems like he has ulterior motives because he's doing it all for himself. Like, that's what I got from him, you know? And, like, even Marie, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't think she was the total victim in all of this either. But it's like, I can see why she wanted to, you know, make him happy and, and all that. But... I, I don't know. Maybe if this was done with different actors, I might feel differently. But to be honest, I think it's a screenplay. And, you know, the, the, the idea that this is like somebody who's basically, like I said, the director just kind of spewing his, his thoughts about the film industry through his character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he made, yeah. he made Euphoria, which you've watched and I have not watched it. Yes, which I actually enjoyed Euphoria a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's really just, it's very dramatic, and it's just just a bunch of high schoolers just, like, being batshit crazy. But I enjoyed it. I really did. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm excited for, for season two, and I'll probably watch it. Um, I also really like Zendaya, so, I mean, I'll probably watch it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I thought she was good in this. I really in liked her performances, but like I said, like... Real roller coaster. Like sometimes I was yeah. like, I don't like the way that you said that line. I don't, I don't like it. And then I'm like, but that's okay. It's just fine if I don't like it. It's not like I have to like everything, you know. She's... Yeah, pro probably throughout the whole film. Um, probably by the end, I probably was taking more more Zendaya's side. Because, um, because yeah, I mean you're right. Malcolm seemed very just just one-sided even though he said he was these other things they really weren't showing it in any other way like even even after like um well i don't know he just still seemed very egotistic by the end so it just seemed like you know you should just take take marie's side <laughs> but her monologue at the at the end that very last monologue was that was not good like just all what about, was it what did she say it was she was like um she was talking as if he was going to talk to her, and she was like, thank you, Marie, thank you for... Oh, the, the thank you speech. Yeah, the thank you speech, where she's like, this is thank you, thank okay. you, thank you, and obviously he didn't thank her in the speech in the beginning, and so she was, like, explaining what she wanted to hear from him. Yeah. And all he says is, I love you, back, and, and it's just not what she wants to hear, and it's just like, I thought that that just was too long. Like, it just, it was... I got the point, like, five minutes yeah. into this. I mean, a lot of these felt a little long. Like, even with him <laughs> ranting about the critics, like, that yeah. could have been a bit twice. shorter. twice. Like, yeah. Yeah, twice. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was a doozy. Like, both these, both, both these movies were, like, doozies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, damn, all right. Yeah. I was not mentally prepared for this. <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It, I feel like when you make a black and white movie, you really, um, 
You gotta be saying something about it. You gotta, you gotta be like, there's gotta be a reason because you don't just make black and white movies these days without there being. Oh, like, a, like this didn't even really even need to be black and white. Like Malcolm Memory didn't need to be. I um, mean, I get it. Like I get why it was because it 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 did solidify the tone. I think in the way the director wanted, um, in that kind of glamorous, like solitude that they live in. In this yeah I, I also feel like black and white black and filming in black and white can kind of give it a more simplistic look and this movie was very simple so maybe it just kind of makes it like it's just a bit like this is it like it's just um and and it kind of helps you focus like I like for for a majority of the movie I was wondering what color Zendaya's dress was <laughs> oh shit dude I don't know like, like I wanted to know like, I really wanted to know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, like, shiny. I mean, I was thinking, like, gold. Like, I really wanted to know. I thought it was just gold. Maybe. Like, that's probably what my brain went to immediately. Um, I was thinking, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, kind of, like, a very dark, like, purple. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like yeah, that would look good, too. But I just kept seeing gold. Like, maybe, like, a dark gold. Mm, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even and really this house think about this house with all with all the windows like just creep me out. I, I do not like houses with a ton of windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A ton of windows and glass. Yeah. Like, be able to see out. Like, no. This is they're, they're pretty creepy. This, this is this is a house from a scary movie. Yeah. Like, no thank you. When she and like that, went and, missing. And that probably made me that probably made me think that, that she was gonna stab him because because I was like, Okay, they're in some creepy ass house in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. The movie's black and white, so who knows what the fuck's gonna happen with a black and white movie. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really she, yeah. She I didn't get those vibes because of the um I didn't get it in the dialogue, and I didn't get it in the um, the way it was filmed. Like, it really didn't have that horror film feeling to it. So, like, I, I kind yeah. of was like, maybe it could go in that direction, and I would think similar to the way that Promising Young Woman was shot, like, that mm-hmm. movie made me think that she was a murderer, and she wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that one, yeah. like, made it feel that way, and then it wasn't, and that's how it subverted our expectations, but... Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Glad we talked about these movies, because they're probably going to get nominated, although I don't... I'm not still not sold on Malcolm and Marie getting nominated for, like, screenplay or director or film, but maybe yeah, Zendaya... Because she was really good. And I mean, John David Washington was also good, but she was she was very good in this. So, I mean, I would be surprised if she didn't get nominated because this is kind of the way films are these days. I feel like the performances are um, more realistic, like, like her performance yeah. in this movie. And yeah, this is all about the performances. So, right. Exactly. Okay, let's look um, at these. Let's look at these plot keywords. Mm-hmm. So we've got two-hander, minimal cast, reference to Barry Jenkins. Oh yeah, Barry Jenkins. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> reference to William Wyler and reference to the Los Angeles Times. Wow, lots of references. Which I mean, I guess this is the this is this movie. It's a bunch of references. Yeah, which also made it seem like. Again, 
very like film schooly, very like film snob director, film snob, film snob director. I mean, I just can't like you really cannot separate oh, man. that this movie from that. Like it just is that yeah. that is what it is, yeah. and you know, like it. Okay, like that. Maybe that's what the director wanted you to think. You want he wanted you to think um, this is a film snob person. And he can't have yeah. a, a relationship with his girlfriend because of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe that's what they, that's what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. Let's look at this uh, meta score. Got a 53. Is that lower is, than uh, you expected? Yeah, yeah, actually. There's some low ones get, on here. I thought it would at least get, like, a, a low 60. The Los Angeles Times, like, clearly does not like this movie. It gave hated. it a 30. And, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, they, they hated it. They reference it in the movie, and it's like, I mean, there's no there's no problem in, in uh, criticizing the critics. I, 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 I feel like that's okay. It's definitely, like, needed, like you said, sometimes. But uh, should I just read this? 30 because it is very low we we have to it'll it's, it'll be a full circle oh my <laughs> god i to. know um zendaya dot 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 has a way of rendering dialogue irrelevant she holds a close-up <laughs> here more skillfully and naturally than her co-star does and her silence proves far more eloquent than his words and those words turned out to be the undoing of malcolm and marie not just because there are so many of them but because they feel like the building blocks of a meta-movie parlor trick, an intellectual exercise that exists for no purpose other than for its own justification. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. I feel like I said, like, everything that he just you said. Did. <laughs> you did say that. Oh, jeez. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. God, do you ever feel like sometimes we just were too mean? Do, do you ever feel that way? What? We us like on like on this on this show yes we're too mean like what's the i would like to know the evolution of us critiquing films throughout our four years on this podcast you know oh like 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 possibly a movie we were a bit too nice to back in the day that maybe maybe didn't deserve like to be too nice and now we're just we're just uh we just we just go all in like we're like if it's bad we're gonna say it (laughs) I just don't want people to think that we are also film stars. Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll admit it partially. I mean, I'm I'm trying to not, like, you know, be... be You know, if, if there's a movie that isn't necessarily good, but you enjoy it, and it's a cute movie, then, then there's no... Yeah. Then there's no reason why you shouldn't enjoy watching it. 100%. Like, there are tons of movies that would be deemed by by metacritic or other critics that it, it's horrible but i thoroughly enjoy it and i will i will support it yeah <laughs> but yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know I, I i tend to think i i can be a snob sometimes sometimes i mean we I, I think I probably um, depend too much on Metascore to to tell me how I think, and I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely admit to that right now. Uh-huh. I mean, um, which is why I try not to look at the Metascore before we sit down and talk mm-hmm. because I don't want it to to skew what I'm going to talk about. Um, I didn't I'm, see. I'm very impressionable. 
I very impressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I didn't see a. Uh, I didn't see the Metascore, and I also didn't see a trailer for this movie before. Like, I watched it today. So, I really don't think so. I I thought it was going to be, I did not think it was going to be anything like this. I thought it was going to be just like a cute, a cute movie about a cute couple. Like, that was what I was thinking. It would have been better. I, I. Like, Like, that was was honestly what I thought. I think that would have been more enjoyable because it would have had kind of an arc. I feel like this movie went straight down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. By the end I was like I was like, "Oh, did did Marie did Marie leave him? Probably, cuz who who would who would stay with this man? I don't know." Like or or, or like these two do not love each other. They should just break up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell people what to do, but they were both very flawed individuals and so getting to see that was good. But yeah, honestly, honestly, seeing them both as flawed individuals was more was more interesting than than like kind of everything else that was kind of brought up. Like that that was pretty much what tied me into watching the rest of it. I was like, okay, these two people are interesting to me. I kind of want to see how this plays out. Like, um, but yeah, but again, probably probably wouldn't watch this movie again ever. Um, any of the uh, I think that the IndieWire or the Guardian or any of those, if you if you want to. See. Yeah, let me let me let me read one of them. Um, let's see. I'll do the Guardian one. The Guardian gave it a sixty. Um, at its worst, it feels like an insufferable vanity project, but it's <laughs> pugnaciously well acted, flavored with v- v- what what is this word? Vinegary, vinegary insights. Yeah, like okay. vinegar, vinegary insights and rage-filled denunciations and a hilarious set piece of scorn about how awful film critics are. <laughs> I'm just going to search okay. the word vinegary on Google. Okay. Sour or peevish in nature. Just which makes okay. sense. I mean, yeah. Like a like I just didn't want to I just didn't want to pronounce it weird and be like vinegary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird word to use here, but okay. It's you know what? It, it's a. Uh, it made they made a Vin- choice. Vinegary, <laughs> like vinegary. <laughs> they made a bold choice. They they even they even used the word solipsism in this movie. Okay, you know, you write a they're just, they're, you write a screenplay a with the word solipsism in it. Yeah, Don't I've never even heard of that snob. word before. I I have, but only in the context of Brave New World. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious. Let, let me look through these, uh, these higher ones yes. that people gave it. Um, I'll do the film stage. They gave it a 75. Uh, Malcolm and Marie is surprisingly accomplished given the speed and unprecedented circumstances under which it was produced. Although I can't help but imagine how a few extra weeks or months of development on the script could have elevated it. The central relationship, which is so compelling in the moment, suffers from a lack of context. There, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think okay. they made it at the beginning of the pandemic, so I think it was like... I think they did, because I remember hearing about um, how, like, hard it was to film the movie because they really, there, like, there was a lot of social distancing, like, and not, not a lot of people could be on the set. Huh. They didn't really need a lot. Let's, let's be honest, there's probably, like, ten people at most on this set. Oh yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, 
Yeah. So. That was well. I think uh, unless we have any last remarks, last uh, monologues for Malcolm and Marie. Um, um, I think. I don't have anything what? to say about Malcolm and Marie, but I do have to say. Oh, okay. The other day, Daft Punk split up. I don't know if you saw that. Um, uh, okay, I heard about this. I, I heard about this. Yeah. Um. So, what do we know? Why? No. <laughs> I hear a lot of people are sad about it. I think they're just not going to make music anymore. And okay. I, and I, are they going to do like? Are the other people of the band going to do like solo work or anything, or just they're I, just they're I, done? They're retiring. I don't have any news for you on this front, <laughs> okay. but. <clears throat> they did once say that they were going to break up at the end of one of their albums, and they didn't, and then they made another oh. album. And okay. they even made a whole, like, art film about them, like, ending. And this was, like, I don't know, ten or more years ago that yeah. they said this, and so... I think... Like, no one believed it. No, I think it just didn't ever really happen, because then they... they dropped again with um the uh it, the like the more newer stuff that they made and they also did the Tron soundtrack and everything. Right. Yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen, but it definitely has surged the love. I mean, I always loved Daft Punk. We we love Daft Punk, but it's just like I just thought we should talk <clears throat> about it if it, if they really have split up. It's quite sad because um they're excellent excellent musicians. So yeah, I remember us bonding a lot over the over the Tron soundtrack. It's um, so fucking good. <laughs> again, tr- the 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 new Tron movie not very good. But no. do I watch it every every seventeen years? Yeah, it's it's no. a beautiful movie for sure. It's very beautiful to watch, and I still want to be for Halloween or, or cosplay oh, yeah. at least one of those one of those girls with the with the with the buns and the bodysuits. <laughs> Yeah, the bodysuit, so cool. Yeah. Like, the movie's so cool. Like, <laughs> it, just, is. it is. It is really cool. Like, it's such a cool movie. It's very boring, but it's yeah. such a cool movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we got through Malcolm and Marie and Mank. Um, we'll have more for you probably next week with some more Oscar movies that we need to watch. Yes. Um, if if any of you enjoy any of these movies or have any comments about them, please let us know. You can let us know in the comments um, on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like our page. Or you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do not, do not email allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. Um, if you hadn't heard, we can't log into that one, and we never have. So if you sent anything there, please resend it to allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Spotify, and we have um, uh, uh, social media if you need <laughs> notifications. <laughs> I'm usually so good at this. Uh, <laughs> we have... If you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow us on Twitter. We have uh, at <laughs> by the popcorn <laughs> and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. Really, we also a, have a merch. Fun time here, and we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Just search all by the popcorn podcast and subscribe to that. I 
think that covers it. I think it does. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.